0: Black Veil by Charles Dickens. One winter's evening, towards the close of the year 1800, within a year or two of that time, a young medical practitioner, recently established in business, was seated by a cheerful fire in his little parlour, listening to the wind which was beating the rain. In pattering drops against the window or rumbling dismally in the chimney, the night was wet and cold. Been walking through mud and water the whole day. of was now comfortably reposing in his dressing gown and slippers. more than half asleep and less than half awake. Evolving a thousand matters in his wandering imagination. First he thought how hard the wind was blowing. How cold, sharp rain would be at that moment beating it in his face. It was not comfortably housed at home. Even if if he was not comfortably housed at home, then his mind reverted to his usual Christmas visit, his native place, and dearest friends. He thought how glad it would all be to see him, how happy it would make Rose could tell her. He tell her he found a patient at last, and hoped to have more and to come down again a few months' time and marry her, and make her... Home to gladden his lonely fireside, stimulate him to fresh exertions. Then he began to wonder where his first patient would appear, or whether he was destined by a special dispensation, providence never to have any patients at all. Then he thought about Rose. Thought about Rose again. Dropped asleep and dreamed about her till the tones of a sweet merry voice sounded in his ears, a soft tawny hand rested on his shoulder. There was a hand upon his shoulder, but he was neither soft nor tiny. His owner being a corpulette round-headed boy, in consideration of a sum of one shilling per week, his food was let out by the parish to carry medicine and messages. As there was no demand for medicine, however, no necessary for the messages, he usually got because his unemployed hours. I was in the of the day, extracting peppermint drops, making and taking an nourishment, and going to sleep. A lady, sir! A lady! Whispered the boy, rousing his master shape. "What lady?" cried our friend, starting up, not certain that his dream was a lucid. "I was betting it might be Rose herself." "What lady? Where there, sir?" Cried a boy, pointing the glass door leading to surgery, with expression of alarm, which was very unusual. apparition, apparition, apparition of the customer might have tended at its sight. The surgeon looked towards the door and started himself, instantly beholding the appearance of his unlooked-for visitor. It was a singly tall woman dressed in deep mourning, and standing so close to the door. Her face almost touched the glass. about the figure was carefully muffled a black shawl. As if for the purpose of concealment, the face was shrouded by a thick black veil. She had perfectly erect. The figure was drawn up to its full height. Through the surgeon felt the eyes beneath the veil were fixed on him. She stood perfectly motionless, enveiled by no gesture or whatever that smote his consciousness of his having to turn towards her. Consciousness to her being told to Walter. Do you wish to consult me? he inquired, with some hesitation, holding open the door. It opened inwards. Therefore the action did not alter the position of the figure. It still remained motionless in the same spot. She slightly inclined her head, a token of acquaintance. Pray walk in, said the surgeon. Figure moved a step forward. Then turning its head in the direction of the boy, to infinite to his infinite horror, appeared to hesitate. Leave the room, Bob, Tom, said the young man, addressing the boy, whose large round eyes had been extended to their uttermost width during this brief interview. Draw the curtain, and shut the door. The boy drew a a green curtain across the grass part of the door. Tied in surgery, closed the door after him, immediately applied one of his large eyes to the keyhole on the other side. <clears throat> the surgeon drew a chair to the fire, motioned the visitor to the seat. Mysterious figures slowly moved towards it. The blaze shone upon the black dress. surgeon observed the bottom of it was serrated with mud and rain. You're very wet, he said. I am, said the stranger in a low, deep voice. Are you ill?" said the surgeon, compassionately. For the tone was that of a person in pain. "I am," was the reply. "Very ill, but not boldly, but mentally. It is not for myself. Oh, on my own behalf, can a stranger that I come to you? I laboured a bodily disease. I should not be out alone at such a hour, on such a night as this. Very affliction of it." Twenty four hours hence, God knows how gladly I would lie down and pray to die. It is for another that I beseech your aid sir. I may be mad to ask for him it for him. I think I am a knight of the night. Through the long, dreary hours of watching and weeping, the thought has been ever present to my mind. And now even and now even I see the hopelessness of the human existence of alien. Bare thought of lying lying here in his grave it makes my blood grow and cold a shadow such as the surgeon well known art should not produce trembled through the speaker's frame there was desperate earnestness in his woman's active manner that went to the young man's heart he was young in his profession not yet witness enough for the miseries which are the daily pres- pres- presented daily presented before the eyes of its members a grown comparatively callous to human suffering. If, he said, rising hostily, a person to whom you speak to be so hopeless a condition, this guy, not a moment to be weight lost, i go with, with you instantly. Why did you not obtain medical advice before? Because it would have been useless before, because it is useless even now, replied a woman, grasping her hand passionately. A surgeon gazed for a moment. And a black veil, as if to a certain expression of features beneath it, thickness however rendered such a result impossible. you are ill, he said credently, although you do not know it. The fever that, which has enabled you to bear without feeling it, the fatigue have been eventually event, undergone the burning vineyard now but that that out of your lips, he continued pouring out a glass of water. Compose yourself a few months, and tell me as calmly as you can what disease of the patient is, how long he's been ill. Now, I know, when I know what is necessary, I should know to render my visit miserable to him. I am ready to go and purify you. The stranger lifted a glass of, pot of water to her fat mouth without raising the veil, put it down again and tasted, and burst into tears. I know, she said, sobbing aloud they say they say to now seems like a raving of been being told so before is kinder than by you i am not you young woman they do say that, that life steals onwards its very its final close very last short remnant love as it seem to all beside A dear it is a possessor and all the years have gone before connected flow it may be the recollection, the old friends, long since dead, and young ones, children perhaps, who have fallen off from, from the forgotten ones completely, as they have died too. My actual time of life cannot be many years longer, and should be dear on their account, their account I would lay it down without a sigh, the cheerfulness, the joy, that's what I tell you now. Only false, only false, admiring. Tomorrow morning, he of whom I speak will be, um, I know, I would fain think otherwise, beyond the reach of human aid. Yet tonight, though he is deadly peril, you may not, must not see, and could not serve him. I am willing to increase your distress, said the surgeon, with a short pause, by making any comment on which you have just said, and appearing. Delirious to investigate a subject you are so anxious to consume. There is inconsistency in your statement, which cannot recur with probability. This person is dying tonight. I cannot see him, when my insistence might well possibly avail. And yet do you apprehend to be be useless tomorrow. Yet you would have have seen, but yet you would have me seen him then. He is indeed as a dear to you your lot was a manner of reply may I not to say try to save his life before delay process disease render it practicable? god help me exclaimed the woman weeping bitterly how can I hope strangers will believe what happens what appears incredible even to myself you will not see him then sir she added rising suddenly I am not saying that I decline to see him I, lied, I, said, I warn you, if you persist on this extraordinary precaution, the individual dies, a fearful responsibility rests with, rests with you. Responsibility rests heavily somewhere. Played the strange Bentley. Really. Wherever responsibility rests with me, I cannot consent to bear. a ready to answer, but I incur none. Continued the surgeon, by him to your request. I see to him in the morning. If you leave me to distress. At what hour can he be seen dying? replied the stranger, must excuse my pressing these inquiries, said the surgeon, but is he in your charge now? He is not said the joy and I, if you had given instructions for his treatment for the night, you should not, you would not assist him. The woman bent bitterly as she replied, "I could not, finding there was little prospect of obtaining more information. By prolonging the interview, anxious to spare the woman's feeling, which, subdued at first by a violent effort, were now imperceptible and most painful to witness. surgeon repeated his promise, by calling in the morning upon an hour, very after giving him a direction, an obscure part of a well-worth left the house in the same mysterious manner which he had entered it. He is ready to believe that strongly a visit produced a considerable pressure on the mind of the young surgeon. He speculated a great deal to very little purpose of the possible circumstances of the case. Common with the generalities opposed people, he often heard and read of singular instances which presentment of death, peculiar day or every minute, every minute had been entered entertained and realized. One case moment, he declined to think the present might be such a case. And then it occurred to him, all the antidotes of the kind he had ever heard, whether persons had been troubled with foreboding their own death. This woman had spoke of another person, a man it was impossible to suppose a mere dream, a delusion, fancy, would do, so to speak, to approaching disillusion with such terrible certainty as she had spoken. It could not be, be that, that when... As to be murdered in born, a woman, originally a consented party, bound to secrecy by an oath, relented, and though unable to prevent the commission, some outrage on the victim, had determined to prevent his death if possible, by timely physician, medical aid, the idea of such idea such things happening within two miles when Metropolis. appeared too wild and preposterous to beyond the instant. This is his original impression of woman intellects the disordered re- re- recurred his only mode of solving the difficulty with any degree of satisfaction. He obviously made his mind to believe that she was mad, so misgivings upon his point of the stole upon his thoughts at the time, and presented himself again and again through the long dull course of a sleepless night, being, during which, in spite of all his efforts to the contrary, He's unable to finish Black Vale, basic Black veil vale from his disturbed imagination. The back pad of Wellwolf was a great distance from the town, a staggering, miserable place, though, and oh, enough, even in those days, but five and thirty years ago, great portions of it was little better than a dreary waste, How by a few scattered people with questionable character probably prevented their living in any better neighborhood, whose pursuits of mould life rendered it with solitude desirable. Many, many of these houses, which have since sprung up on all sides, were not built until such years afterwards. A great majority, even of those which were sprinkled about at regular intervals, were the rudest and most miserable description. Prince of Planis, though through which he walked in the morning Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. In which you the kind of visit you're about to make. Had wakened, striking off from the high road. His way lay across a marshy common, through irregular lanes. For here, there was a ri- ri- ruinous dismantled cottage, fast falling pieces with decay and neglect. So the tree, a pool of stagnant water. Roused into sluggish action by heavy rain, preceding night, skirted the path occasionally, and now and then a miserable patch of garden ground. A few old balls knocked together, a summer house, and old palings, imperfectly mended with stakes, pilfered the in hedges, were well, attesting at once to the poverty of inhabitants. A little scruple entertained approaching the property. Of every per- people their own for their own use. Occasionally property of, of other people of their own use. Occasionally filthy looking woman would make an appearance from the door to a dirty house to empty contents of some cooking utensil. gutter in front of a screen, the little girl should short sh- 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 girl Go have tried to stagger a few yards from the door and await this shallow infant, Eyes as big as herself. Scarcely anything was stirring around, so much the prospect as would be faintly traced for the old cold, damp mist which hung heavily, heavily over it, presented a lonely, enduring appearance perfectly in keeping with the objects we have described. Our path plodding wearily through the mud the mire, making many inquiries for the place. Which he had been directed of receiving many contradictory and unsatisfactory replies in return, came at length arrived ride before the house which had been pointed out to him. The object of his destiny was a small, low building, one story above the ground, with even a le- more desolate and unpromising exterior than he had yet passed. An old yellow curtain was closely drawn across the window. Upstairs a parlor shutters very close. The closed but not fastened. House was detached from any other. It stood at an angle of a low tree lane. There was no other habitation in sight. <clears throat> when he saw that the surgeon hesitate, he walked a few places beyond the house. Before he could veil points of the lift and knocker, he saw nothing that need raise a smile, the face of the boldest reader. The place of London were a very different body in that day. Disapposition of suburbs, raised for buildings and the progress of improvement, not yet begun to connect them. The main body of the city and its env- env- environs rendered many of them, and this in particular, a place of result for the worst and most depraved characters. Even the streets and the greyest parts of London perfectly lighted at that time in such places as there these, left entirely to the mercy of the moon and stars, chances of protecting desperate characters or tracing them. Their haunts were thus rendered very few. Their offences naturally increased in boldness, and consciousness of comparative security came and mark and pressed upon them by daily experience. And added into these considerations might be remembered young men men spent some time in public hospitals, but, no, neither Burke nor Bishop had gained a horrible notoriety his own conversation might, have suggested, by him, might be, have suggested to him how easy those atrocities which the former has since given his name might be committed. By this, and many who reflection upon made him hesitate. He did hesitate. But, but, being a young man of strong mind, of great personal courage, Without for an instant, he stepped briskly back and knocked gently at the door. Though no whispering was audible, perhaps on afterwards with some person, the end of his passage was conversing stealthily with the other. They ending, landing above, secluded succeeded by noise of choir, heavy boots upon the bare floor. The whole train suddenly and softly advanced. The door opened at all. Ill fevered man with black hair and face as a surgeon, often declared afterwards as pale and haggard as the countenance of any dead man he'd ever saw, presented himself. Walk in, sir, he said in a low tone. Trotty did so, and the man, being him his good dog again by the chain, led the way into a small back parlour that shimmered the passage. At my own time? Too soon, replied the man. The surgeon turned hastily round, and just a astonishment. Not unmixed with alarm, he found it impossible to repress. If you step in here, in it up here, sir," said a man, evidently noticed the action. Oh, if you step in here, sir, you won't be deaf for uh, taking five minutes. I'm sure you." The sergeant at once walked into the room. The man closed the door and left him alone. It was a little cold room, with no no other furniture than two deal chairs, table with some material, handful of fire unguarded by any fender. It was burning in the grate, which brought out damp which served no more comfortable purpose. Unwholesome wholesome moisture was stealing down its walls, in long slug-like tracks. A window which was broken and patched in many places looked into a small enclosed piece of ground almost covered with water. No sound was to be heard, neither within the house or without. The young surgeon sat down by the fireplace to await the result of his, first, of his first professional visit. He did not remain in the position for many minutes, when he said no of such approaching. Vehicle struck his ear. He stopped the do- street doors opened. They took his to see the occupied with shuffling noise of footsteps. Along the passage, and on the stairs, two or three men were engaged in carrying the heavy body into the room above. A creaking of the stairs a few seconds afterwards announced the newcomers having completed their task, whatever it was, but leaving the house. Doors were then closed, the form of silence was restored. After five minutes had the elapsed, the surgeon had resolved to explore the house, search for someone to whom he might give his errand known. When the door the door opened when, when the door of the room opened, his last night visitor, dressed in exactly the same manner, the veil lowered as before mentioned to him advanced, the singular height of her form, covered with the circumstance of her not speaking, caused the idea to pass across his brain an instant that it might be a man disguised in a woman's attire, a hysterical sobs which issued from beneath the veil, a consumed attitude of grief, whole figure However, it once disposed of certainty that the, the suspicion he hastily followed. The woman led the way upstairs from the, the front room, pulls to the door, the door to the farce, a door that in to of first, scarcely furnished with an old deal box, few chairs, a tent at bedstead, without hangings of crossroads. Which was covered with a pitchwork current pane. A dim light emitted through the curtain, which he noticed from outside, rendered the objects in the room so distinct and community oh, to all so uniform a hue. He did not at first perceive the object, which his eye at once resisted. When a woman rushed frankly past him and found herself at her knee up onto her knees by the bedside, stretched upon a bed closely enveloped in red paper. Wrapped in but covered blankets, lay him in form, stiff and motionless, head and face. But to those of the man uncovered, save a bandage With passed over the head and under the skin. The eyes were closed. Left arm lay heavily across the bed's bed. The bed. The woman held a passive hand. The surgeon gently pushed the woman's side. Looked to the hand. His. My God! Exclaimed, letting it, letting it out fall, letting it fall the Man is dead. The Woman started. to her feet and feet her hands together. Oh no, don't say so she exclaimed with burst of passion, venting almost to frenzy. Oh don't say so, sir. I can't bear it. Men have been brought to life before. Then unskilful people have given them up for loss, the men and men have died, who might have been restored if better means been resorted it's st- resorted to, to now let him die there, dot sir. Without one hour more effort to save him, this very moment life will be passing away. No, do try, sir. Do for heaven's sake. And while speaking, she hurriedly chafed forward the forehead, and the beast of the sentence form before her, and then while the the beats of the cold hands, which recovered she cr ceased to tell them listlessly and back heavily back to the coverlet. It is no use, my good woman, said the surgeon, soberly, as he withdrew his hand from the man's breast. Stay with draw within undrawn that curtain. Why? said the woman, starting up. And draw the curtain, repeated the surgeon in a same tone. I darkened the room on purpose, said the woman, throwing himself upon him to his row, as she rose with joy. Oh, sir, would have pity on me. It cannot be no use. He really did do not dispose of that form on another one's eyes of mine. A man must die that died natural course natural, be the death of a sudden. I must see the body. The motion was so sudden that a human woman could hardly know. He slipped from him beside beside him. He tore open the curtain, amid the full light of day, returned to bedside. There would have been violence here, he said, pointing towards the body, gazing intently on a face which had the black veil that was now, besides, I moved. Excitement a minute before. A female had thrown off the bonnet veil, and stood with her eyes fixed upon them. Features of those of a woman about fifty, who had once been faint handsome, sorrow and weeping, left traces upon them, which time itself would ever have produced, without them which not time itself. They never reduced about their aid. A face was deadly pale, with a nervous clotution, cordu- the lip and unnatural fine eyes, which showed to plainly that bodily many powers are now nearly sunk beneath an combination of misery. There has been much been violence here, said the surgeon preserving his searching glance. There was, replied the woman, his man has been murdered. That I call. God's a witness he has, said the woman, Presently, pissedly, immediately murdered by whom? said the surgeon, seizing the woman by the arm. Look at the butcher's marks and let then ask me. He replied, Surgeon turned his face towards the bed, he bent over the book body, which lay now lay full in the light of the window. Her throat was swollen, livid mark which served so it. The truth flashed beneath the stunning punning. This is one of the men who was hanged this morning, he exclaimed, turning away from the shadow It is, replied the woman. A cold and meaning stare. Who is he? "Said My son replied. I fell senseless at his feet. A true companion, equally guilty with himself, being acquitted for a want of evidence. His man had been left for death. Possibly to through countless circumstances, cases of the distant period, must be necessary but, but, and might give pain to some people that still lie was of life, history of everyday one. A mother was a widow. Her children of money had been denied herself necessary to preserve her. An orphan boy, a boy mindful of her prayers. A forgetful side of suffering, as she had endured a lot of life. Incessant anxiety of in mind, voluntary conservation of body, and plunges, career dis- desperation, it's that this result, his own death, hanged in the hands, mother's shame and insanity. For many years after this occurrence, when profitable and arduous vocations would have led many men to forget that such a miserable being existed, a man surgeon with daily visitors aside a boundless madwoman, only suing her of his presence and kindness. By evaluating the rigor of her condition by prince's donations for comfort and support, bestowed with no sparing hand, and transcendent gleam, recollection, consciousness, which entered, preceded her death, and prepared for his welfare and protection, A frequent, frequent, friend, and moral ever breeds the rose from the lips of this poor, flight friendless creature. That prayer flew to heaven, I was heard of blessings, its rituals career, been repaid to him a thousandfold, amid all the honors of rank and station, which have since been held upon him, which he has not so well earned. He had no reminiscences, but while gratifying in his heart that, that then the connect, that that connected with the black veil.